What is up, guys? Max Messner here with You Know Our Mark Sports Podcast. And today, I'll be talking about why the Dallas Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders. And I have an important uh, important announcement. So I've been changing up the days I upload, and I'm still trying to find what times are best. So this is my new schedule for uh, my uploading days. I'll be uploading on these days only, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then I'll have the weekend off to prepare for, like, to get more information and uh, more topics and stuff and write more scripts. So thanks for understanding, and I'm sorry. For, for, um, I'm sorry the schedule is a mess right now, but this is going to fix it. So what I'll be talking about for the Cowboys today is I will be breaking down the, their roster, talking about their schedule, and predicting if they will be in the Super Bowl. Um, so let's get started. So the, the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, had a top five draft this year. Might even the probably have even the best draft this year, honestly. They drafted a stud in Micah Parsons, who is going to be a beast on defense for us in the first round out of Penn State. And then some players, uh, some more players that include um, in round two, uh, Kelvin Joseph, cornerback, Kentucky. Round three, Osa Ijewuza, D-tackle um, from Iowa. Uh, UCLA, Chauncey Golden. Oh, wait, no, um, never mind. Uh, the first one, Osa Adichuzwa, was from UCLA, my bad. And then Chauncey Goldston was a, a DN from Iowa. Sean Wright, cornerback, uh, uh, Oregon State. Um, and then round four, Jabril, Jabril um, uh, Cox, um, linebacker, LSU. And then Josh Ball, offensive tackle, Marshall. Round five, Semi Fahoka, wide receiver, Stanford. Round six, Quentin Bohanna, D tackle, Kentucky. Israel Makuma, cornerback, South Carolina. And then round seven, Matt Farniok, guard, Nebraska. So we had a really good draft this year. Uh, yes, we had a pretty amazing, we had a pretty, pretty amazing draft, and we made some um, free agent draft signings that include one of my favorite draft pro- prospects that we can use on defense in TJ Vasher. More on that later. So this is the Cowboys roster, <clears throat> offense edition. Quarterback, uh, uh, quarterback one, Dak Prescott. Quarterback two, Garrett Gilbert. Quarterback three, Ben DiNucci or Cooper Rush. Running back one, Ezekiel Elliott. Running back two, Tony Pollard. Running back three, Rico Dowdell. Running back four, Brendan Knox. Wide receiver one, Amari Cooper. Wide receiver two, Michael Gallup. Wide receiver three, CeeDee Lamb. Wide receiver four, Noah Brown. Wide receiver five, Cedric Wilson. And wide receiver six, Semi Fahoko. Tight end one, Blake Jarwin. Tight end two, Dalton Schultz. Tight end three, Jeremy Sprinkle. And then the offensive line is uh, left tackle, Tyron Smith. Left guard, uh, Zach Martin. Center, Tyler Bayadas. Um, Tyler Bayadaz, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Dazzy, I think. Right, uh, right guard, Connor Williams, and right tackle, uh, Collins. So this is the Cowboys' starting offense. Um, uh, I'll briefly be breaking down each, posi- each position. Um, and I think this is very well the uh, best offense in the league. So let's start with QB. Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott is a leader who is the most valuable to his team. He's a great passer. He can throw touchdowns. He can make that pass or run for 15 yards when his team needs it the most. He's a leader, um, and his guys love him in the huddle. And according to Ezekiel Elliott's comments on him, the dude's a beast, a hell of a leader. And I'm overall, um, and overall, I'm personally excited to see Dak play this season, coming back and performing really well uh, after this um, after this season was ended with um, his devastating ankle injury in Week Five against the Giants. I can't wait to see him play with CeeDee Lamb and uh, see them play like an actual duo the whole season. And I can't wait to see uh, the Dak and Zeke chemistry on the field again. And I expect to see Dak have a huge breakout season, uh, win comeback player of the year, and be an MVP candidate. And hopefully uh, holding up the uh, Lombardi Trophy at the end of the 2022 uh, season. 
and his backups are Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci, who are solid back backups, but, no, but nothing compared to the veteran they had last year in Andy Dalton. Next up is running backs. Ezekiel Elliott is the type of running back of running back that is elusive and powerful. He joins the group of running backs that have the same talent with Alvin Kamara and Davin Cook. So Ezekiel Elliott did not have a bad season last year, and you probably think I'm being biased, but I'm not. Here are the facts. Dak and Zeke. Uh, Dak and Zeke's chemistry is a big part of the team, and if you look at the stats up until week six, he was having a good year, but after Dak got injured, things fell apart, and he had a pretty uh, bad season, um, and he had a pretty bad season, um, and his O-line didn't help his case because his two Pro Bowl linemen, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith, were injured the whole season, so Zeke had to rely on his bench and rookies to block for him, but um, he has all of his guys back now with Dak being back from his ankle injury. So the chemistry is there, and he has his own line uh, back there, so, we, so he has blockers for him. So he can make good plays and score touchdowns. And according to Dak's remarks, Zeke is the, in the best shape of his life. And, um, so he's going to, so he's back to being that fast beast that makes those runs on Sundays. I hope Zeke, um, I expect Zeke to have a huge season and be a beast on Sunday. He's going to explode with a 2,000-yard uh, season um, this year. I can feel it. And he's going to be in, uh, the offensive player of the year. He's going to be in the Offensive Player of the Year conversation. Uh, so Zeke is going to get fed a lot this season, and he's going to run over defenders and have and have one of, if not the best season of his career since it started at the 2016 draft with pick number four. And I just want to clarify, Zeke did not have a bad season, guys. I told you. It's just because all that facts. It, it's facts, guys. Josh, you're probably being like, he's still had a bad season. Me and, me and Josh always argue about this. He did not have a bad season. The chemistry wasn't there, and his O-line wasn't there, okay? Just going to say that, okay? Did not have a bad season. Next, Okay, next up is his backup, Tony Tony Pollard. Uh, he's, a, he's a reliable backup, and he's um, the type of back that's not huge, but he's, a, but he's smaller compared to, the, to guys like Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry. But he is still deadly when he has the ball. So the bigger um, backs in the league might be bigger and stronger. But Tony Pollard has speed and agility and can get those yards when Zeke is tired. And the rest are Rico Dowdell and Brendan Knox, who are third and fourth, um, who are the uh, third and fourth um, back that can be be used for cleanup duty or something, uh, or uh, uh, be used uh, for injuries if that happens. Now we move on to the best receiving court in the, in the entire NFL, in my opinion, which includes Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb. Amari Cooper reminds me of a guy like Kawhi Leonard. He is quiet and doesn't talk much, but he's a freaking beast on the field. He's a beast of a receiver that is the type that can go up and get the ball when his team needs it. He is one of the most physical receivers in this league, in my opinion, and he is a perfect duo to go with Dak Prescott. He can make this plays on Sunday, and he's one of the most important people on the Cowboys offense. And honestly, so far, over the last three seasons, we haven't got to see much of a, of a duo from Prescott and Cooper since he, since he got traded to Dallas in Week 9 of the 2018 NFL season. But then we got to see a lot of uh, of this duo in 2019 season, and then back to not a lot, um, back to not a lot last season where Cooper only got to play with Dak for five and a half games, um, and Cooper honestly didn't have the greatest year last year. But this duo will be back this season for a full season, hopefully, hopefully, and I can't wait to see what this duo does uh, this year for the Cowboys. Michael Gallup, in my opinion, is the most underrated receiver in the league. You could, you could argue, oh, Cooper Cup is better, or Cole, Cole Beasley, or something like that. But uh, no, those guys are still good, of course. I'm not saying they're bad. <clears throat> I just think Michael Gallup is 
better <clears throat> and like more underrated because here's the deal he doesn't have like amazing games like deandre hopkins or tyreek hill who have like 20 to 25 catches for 180 yards and one or two touchdowns maybe three sometimes he's like 10 to 13 receptions for 130 yards and one to two touchdowns sometimes even three if he is having a really good game uh, if he's having a really good game he'll get three touchdowns so that's what makes him so underrated. He's the perfect fit on the Cowboys and is a perfect second option uh, for Dak to throw to. And he and Gallup are a good duo together. He's going to continue to be the most underrated receiver um, underrated receiver if he stays in the Cowboys because I strongly believe uh, I strongly believe he um, will not fit, God, fit good on any team in this league besides the Cowboys. And Gallup has an even more superstar ability to help the Cowboys. Um, so in his rookie season when he played in all of those games before Dallas traded for Cooper, Gallup was the main target for Dak, and he did a really good job. But when Cooper got there, he was moved to the second option, and he um, fits better in the role behind Cooper. So either way, we knew he can be a primary primary, primary receiver, or he can be an underrated second option behind Cooper. And I'm really excited to watch him uh, play this season. Now next, I'll be talking about the highest potential player on the whole Cowboys roster, C.D. Lamb. Bro, I do not know how he lasted to the 17th pick of the first round last year. But the Cowboys are lucky to have him on their roster. Because he has some of, of if not the most potential for a second-year wideout. You could argue Jerry Judy, but CeeDee Lamb it has the most potential. He's going to be even more of a beast than he was last year with Andy Dalton. Because he will finally get to play a full season with Dak Prescott throwing to him. And, and this duo is going to be scary. From the high, five and a half games uh, CD played with Dak throwing to him... He was a beast, so imagine what he was going to do with Dak throwing to him for an entire season. He was perfect in the slot receiver role, and he reminds me, he reminds me of a guy like Calvin Ridley. They are fast and physical and can be uh, a good deep threat for a team. CD can also be a player they use on special teams for kick and punt returner. We saw a lot, a lot of that um, his rookie season. And his game-winning onside ball recovery touchdown against the 49ers in Week 14. And he can be used for uh, as a guy for just sweeps with his agility and speed. Um, so CD Lamb has a lot of superstar potential in this league. I expect him to have a huge sophomore season now that he will have the full season with Dak. In, in the future, I expect him to be a top five receiver in this league. Then we have the fourth um, and fifth uh, string receivers with, with Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson. They are solid fourth and fifth options, but the wide wideout I'm really looking forward to to watch play this season is our rookie that we drafted out of uh, Stanford, Semi Fahoko. I don't know much on this guy because he played at Stanford and he was a fifth round selection, so there wasn't um, there wasn't much um, uh, much to hear about this guy before the draft. Not much hype, but I think he can be a good sixth option uh, for Dak Prescott, and he is he can be an underrated special teams player and just stuff like that. But there is two rookies on defense that I'm. Next, we have tight ends with Blake Jarwin and uh, Dalton, Schult and Dalton Schultz. They are very underrated, and Dak and Blake Jarwin are a good duo. And Dalton Schultz is a very underrated target for Dak, and they are both good blockers for Zeke. And I expect um, them to have underrated seasons this year. But unfortunately, they did um, uh, lose Blake Jarwin, uh, or not Blake Jarwin, uh, Blake Bell in free agency. So they lost one of their kind of like backup tight ends that kind of got them some depth, but, depth, but it's okay. Uh, they have Jeremy Sprinkle. He was a solid guy. He could honestly maybe start, honestly. Uh, but I think uh, Dalton Schultz will. And then maybe Blake John will be his backup. And then um, uh, Jeremy Sprinkle will be um, the third option. So he, uh, Zeke has some good blockers this year. And Dak has some kind of underrated targets. 
So for the offensive line, I'm not gonna say um, much on um, much um, on them. Um, just they're just they're the best offensive line in the league, and I'm glad they're all back from injury. <clears throat> and I especially can't wait for Zach Martin to be a beast and make guys look stupid when he knocks um, them to the turf, so he can get by. And then we have Tyrone Smith, always good blocker and stuff. And then Connor Williams, L. Collins, good blockers. And then they have a new center, Tyler Bad Badies, I think, who can just be a good blocker and hopefully um, make some good snaps to Dak Prescott. Now we move on to defense. <clears throat> this is the starting defense for the Cowboys. <clears throat> Left end, Demarcus uh, uh, Lawrence. D tackle, Neville Gilmore. D tackle, Ter- Terrell Bushim. Right end, Doris Armstrong Jr. Uh, left outside linebacker, Micah Parsons. Middle linebacker, Jalen Smith. Right outside linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch. <clears throat> Quarterback, Jordan Lewis. Um, Quarterback Anthony Brown, cornerback Trevon Diggs, cornerback Kelvin Joseph, cornerback CJ Goodwin, and cornerback uh, uh, Israel Makuma. And I think the Cowboys will um, make a move to trade for Xavier Howard uh, because, as we know, he uh, has requested a trade from the Miami Dolphins. He's unhappy in his role, so I think um, so that that is so. Um, I think the Cowboys can make uh, um, a trade for him. I really think uh, they can make a trade for him. Uh, he's one of the best corners in the league, and uh, that uh, Xavier Howard, uh, Xavier Howard, that addition to the Cowboys secondary would be amazing. So I really hope that happens, and I think it is very poss- possible. The Cowboys have got young guys uh, give up, and I think that could, this is very possible. I'm, if it happens, I will be very excited. And then free safety, you have Donovan Wilson and strong safety Keon O'Neal, and then and a player that can switch positions from wide receiver to safety because he's a six six monster, and his name is T.J. Basher. So let's start with the defensive line. And I'll briefly talk about the D-line because I know you, know you guys want to hear more about the, uh, the more crazy players like linebackers and safeties. Demarcus Lawrence is, Demarcus Lawrence is a sack machine. He's a physical, he's a physical uh, beast and monster of a player. And he can ma- uh, make people fumble, he's especially QBs. And he can get a lot of tackles and sacks. And he can make big plays when his team needs him the most. And he's the leader of the Dallas Cowboys um, defensive line. I can't wait to see how he leads this new defensive unit this year because he has... Been leading this Cowboys defense for a long time, and he's done a great job of doing that. And I expect him to have a um, huge season this year. Neville Gilmore and Terrell Bashim, Terrell Bashim are uh, big deep tackles who can help uh, this Cowboys defense with run stopping. But I doubt they'll need to because they have Jalen Smith and Micah Parsons at linebacker. Uh, so that duo uh, will do a lot of damage, uh, and they'll that'll be their primary job, and a, and a lot more um, than them. They can. Jalen Smith and Michael Parsons will do <clears throat> will be doing a majority of the run stopping than Neville Gilmore and Terrell Bashim, but we can still uh but we can still use their help on deep um, on the defensive line. Doris Armstrong Jr. is um is on the opposite end from D Law, so Doris has some potential in my opinion. He's still young and he can get to the, uh, to the QB occasionally and help D Law with sacks and tackling. <clears throat> and I'm actually um kind of uh, excited to see what Randy Gregory will do this year. I'm not sure if he'll start. Um, there's kind of some stuff behind that uh i kind of lean towards doris armstrong jr but i think randy gregory will possibly start so um uh so so can carlos watkins whoever they decide to start i think they do end up uh starting watkins over armstrong or uh, gregory but we uh, will have to see and then they can also have brent urban who can help on the defensive line as well and they uh and can get their rookie some reps too uh, Chancey Goldston uh, is, or Ch- Chancey Goldston or Quentin Bohanna, I, I want to see them get some reps this year. 
on the defensive line because I think they will help out a lot just for some depth and stuff. And they can get there occasionally to the QB. Now, now we move on to the linebackers. Micah Parsons was my favorite defensive prospect in this year's draft. He is a beast. He reminds me of a guy like Bobby Wagner. He, the way he can hit guys and make them feel snot bubbles coming out of their nose and the way he is a beast at tackling and he's a really muscular and is a freak of nature. He can honestly play a little role in the defensive end spot like Khalil Mack um, does because because he's just so big and strong. He would be deadly um, at, the spot, at that spot, the defensive end. Um, and it would be very scary to, to see it as an offensive lineman or tight end or even a running back or QB. And imagine you're a slot receiver. You're small, but you're fast. And you see Michael Parsons sitting at the middle linebacker spot. You think, oh, he may be bigger than me, but I'm faster than him. The QB says, huh, you run your route. The QB sees you open. You're running a slant route. You catch the ball. But as soon as you catch the ball and try to run a field, you feel a big, strong force. And you land on the turf hard and hit your head. And you, um, you're hurting. And you see the ball on the on the turf, and then the very same guy that hit you picks it up and scores a touchdown. That's why the Cowboys drafted him. He is a Ray Lewis and Patrick Willis co- combined with Mega. He he's like Ray Lewis. He, so this is these are the players. He's like just kind of like his size and just athleticism. Athleticism. He is like Ray Lewis and Patrick Willis Willis combined with their hitting and the Megatron speed. Like bro, this man is Iron Man, and I can't wait to see what he does in his rookie season. I expect him to have an awesome first year in the league as a rookie. I think he'll be the primary leader on defense, and I expect him to win rookie of the year, uh, defensive rookie of the year, with it being a close battle between J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan II. So I expect to see great things from him, and I believe in a few years he can be the best defensive player on this team and even be better than his fellow linebackers, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. So he has some huge expectations to fill, but I don't think it'll be hard at all for this freak of nature at linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Smith is a, is a beast linebacker like Micah Parsons, but has some more experience. Uh, um, other than Demarcus Lawrence, he has been the primary defensive leader for the Cowboys since, since 2016, and he has been a beast for them at linebacker at the linebacker position. He's a hard hitter and really uh, leads this uh, defense. Uh, this defense, he like a veteran in my opinion. He is a good rusher on the edge, like a guy like Shaquem Griffin or, or Zadarius Smith. He can play the end position as well if D Law needs some help because he is really the only best. He is really the only best defensive lineman on his team and Jalen Smith is a hard hitter he can he he, he um can't hit hit um um as hard as guys like Bobby Wagner or Ray Lewis but he is still a nightmare for an offensive player seeing him for before the snap I can't wait to see him lead and play uh, with his new um, d- defensive unit I think he will play uh, great with them and have a very strong linebacker unit with Michael Parsons Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch, they really do have a very, very, very strong linebacker um, linebacker unit. And Keanu Neal, Keanu Neal, sorry guys, I can't speak today. Keanu Neal, who I expect to get some reps at, reps at linebacker, because even though he's a safety, um, he is the hardest hitter on the Cowboys. And they also have another rookie, Andrew Bill Cox, who I expect to get some reps and have a good, solid rookie season. Leighton Van, Leighton Van Der Esch is a good pass coverage linebacker who can who can deflect uh, passes better than, than uh, the other two linebackers. He can get he can get like, one inter- interception maybe every so often, like once every two years. But it is very rare for a linebacker to get an interception. Even rare for even re- kind of rare for rare for uh, quarterbacks to get interceptions. It's kind of hard sometimes. He's he's a good tackler. He's he's a good fit for his linebacker for this linebacker spot in Dallas. He was the best linebacker in 2018, but had a down season this year, mostly because of injuries. 
but I expect him to have a bounce back season this year, and I can't wait to see him play um, with this new defensive unit. And he may uh, be on a hot seat as Keanu Neal may take his spot, and they can put um, someone else at safety like TJ Vasher with Donovan Wilson or Demonto Kazi or J. Ron Kears. So he might have to worry about that, but I, it wouldn't hurt the team. Uh, but it would hurt his uh, butt because he would be sitting on the bench the majority of the defensive snaps. But I think he'll have a good year. Now we move on to cornerbacks. Jordan Lewis has been on, on the Cowboy uh, has been the Cowboys' leading defensive back ever since Byron Jones left to Miami. He was an even better leader, um, um, even playing with Byron Jones. He's a good defender. He's one of the most underrated defensive players in the league, um, and he's a good fit at the starting spot at cornerback for the Cowboys. He is also a good duo with Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. He has a good pass coverage, and I just really like his fit on the Cowboys. Anthony Brown is a good second second option to Jordan Lewis. He's a good defender. He's an underrated player on defense, and he's a good for the, fit, good fit for the Cowboys. Good pass coverage. He can lead his guys as well as Jordan Lewis. Uh, but we but we will uh, do not have to have a good secondary on defense because the stupid Panthers and Broncos took literally the best defensive backs in the draft just before we had our pick, and then we didn't draft Caleb Farley Caleb Farley because he had back problems. And then our other guys are Trevon Diggs, who I expect to have a, a good sophomore season, and then a good defensive player for the Cowboys, and be a good um, leader for the for the young guys. He's a good pass coverage, and I I really ex- uh, expect him to have a good sophomore season. And then we have Kelvin Joseph, who's a good fit at cornerback for the Cowboys, and I'm super glad we drafted him. And I think he'll be a good duo with Trevon Diggs, and they can be uh, they can be young guys that can be underrated for the Cowboys secondary. And even though I like Kelvin Joseph. Um, I wish we would have drafted Trey Brown because I think he's a better player and better fit than Kelvin Joseph. But I still like that we have Joseph on our team. And then our second defensive back, uh, Ricky um, Israel Makuma, who can be a, a good rookie for the secondary. And I think he can be an underrated player in his rookie season this year for the Cowboys secondary. And then we um, also have um, CJ Goodwin, who can be an underrated secondary player. And then um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Xavier and Howard trade. Xavier and, ha- Xavier and Howard literally changed the Cowboys' defense from being probably ranked lower to a lot higher. Um, we made a lot of changes, but it was mostly um, at the linebacker position um, and uh, deep, deep, defensive line position. We got a couple more safeties, um, and we drafted two cornerbacks in the draft. But we need... Um, we need to do some better corners. I mean, Jordan Lewis is solid. Don't get me wrong. He's very underrated. But um, I would like to have Xavier Howard and Jordan Lewis duo a lot. Xavier Howard is led the inter- league with interceptions um, last year. He's a very good pass coverage. He's a really good um, uh, defensive back. And I really would like to see him on the Cowboys. Um, and I, th- I think uh, the Cowboys could actually make this trade happen. They have some young guys. Um, and um, I really think this could happen. And I do believe it can. I, it will happen. Um I think the Cowboys um, needed some more secondary players, and I think they'll really make a strong move to get one of the best corners in the league. Now we move on to safeties. Keanu Neal um, is a beast at the safety at the safety at the at the safety position. He is one of the hardest hitters in the league. He's a zone hawk and hybrid freak as the last line of defense for the Cowboys defense. He's a beast of a playmaker and tackler. And dude, his hitting just really boosts our defense. And I don't think. We will, get, we will get scored on in the running category that much with this guy lurking at linebacker and safety. He can also be a blitz beast off the line. He's, he's another guy that if you get hit by him, you will feel uh, uh, feel and see snot bubbles coming out of your nose. And then you will, <clears throat> you will um, hit him. 
and you will hit your helmet and body on the turf and will most likely fumble. He reminds me of a guy like Brian Dawkins. They are very hard hitters and they are very valuable to their team. And Con O'Neill added to this team <clears throat> makes the Cowboys uh, defense even better. And he gets to play alongside his duo safety teammate, um, Devonta Kazi, so they can be a great um, last line of defense duo at the safety position. And Keanu Neal's, um is another guy like built like Iron Man. Um, so I'm excited to see him play with his new defensive unit on the Cowboys. And speaking of new defensive units, this brings us to TJ Basher, who I think will be moved from the receiver position to the strong safety position. <clears throat> and I'm sure Dan Quid would love to get hit, uh, would love to have a guy like TJ Basher, who is um, 6'6 at the safety position. If, if everybody gets beat by a running back, TJ Basher can come in, um, and then boom him to the ground or even um, better if there's a Hail Mary play or a big uh, or a big pass play that goes deep TJ Vesher can go up and knock it down intercept it or hit the guy really hard mid-air and force a fumble or inter- or interception so this this would be a great thing for the Cowboys defense so um you have heard a uh, hard safety because besides a 6-6 monster that is freaking scary for a QB a receiver so this is a really good for the uh, Cowboys secondary, and these are good last line of defenses for the Cowboys defense. <clears throat> and fun fact, <clears throat> this, this is going to blow some of your minds. TJ Basher is 6'6", Megatron, aka Calvin Johnson, is 6'5". That makes no sense, but that, I'm glad we have him on our team. I was, walking, I was watching some of his highlights the other day. Dude, this man is like really tall and athletic, dude. He'd be the perfect at the safety, at the safety position. Then you have Donovan Wilson, who made his name clear to the league when he blew up Davin Cook in Week Ten against their win uh, uh, against the Vikings in their win uh, in Week Ten, and I think he will be a valuable piece to the Cowboys' <clears throat> defense in the years to come. And then they have Demonte Cosby and Jaron Kears, who can either start in a way or be a second option. <clears throat> so these are the rosters for the Cowboys uh, on offense and defense, um, and I am super excited to watch these guys play this year. Now we move on to um, breaking down their schedule this year. So these are the teams they will be playing this year. I'll I will briefly be talking about each game and breaking down the game and uh, predict and predicting the score in a radius and, and predicting who wins. If it's a super bad team, then I, if it's a super bad team, then I'll, I'll be barely saying anything. Week one versus the Buccaneers. They are away. <clears throat> so the Buccaneers resigned all 26 or 28 starters from last year, which means on offense they have Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones the second. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Gronk, their own line, Tristan Wirfs, bro, he's a beast. Um, and they have Tr- um, Tristan Wirfs, who's a beast. And then on defense, they have Vitavia, Devin White, Shaquille Barrett, Antoine Winfield, Nadam Kinsu, Jason Pierre-Paul, Levante David. So this is a pretty stacked roster. And a lot of people expect the Cowboys to lose their first game, but I disagree. Both teams have an incredible offense, and the Bucks edge out the Cowboys in the defense category. By a little bit, so I expect this to be a thriller in Week One. I do expect the Cowboys' offensive line to have a little trouble blocking Shaquille Barrett in the Bucks' defensive line and edge rushers. So if this happens, Zeke has to really turn into beast mode and, tr- and truck stiff arm Juke all that to be a monster against the Bucks' run defense. But I think Zach Martin will really step up and be powerful and block for his man Zeke and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have a backup plan. If the Bucks' run defense absolutely sh- destroys Zeke, the Cowboys have one of, it, one of, if not the best receiving court in the NFL. And the Bucks do not have a great secondary. In my opinion, they only have Antoine Winfield at safety, so that's pretty. So that's pretty much it. So Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb can walk over the Bucks' passing defense, but the 
Cowboys might have a problem stopping the Bucks' offense. That includes a monster receiving core and the best QB of all time. And the Cowboys have an okay secondary, but I think they will manage because they have Keanu Neal, Malik Hooker at safety, who I forgot to mention on the roster. They uh, just um, signed him a couple, uh, I think, a week ago when I was writing the script. So yeah, Malik Hooker will definitely probably start besides Keanu, beside Keanu Neal, so that would be a very good fit. Uh, and then Jordan Lewis, another um, Anthony Brown, Trevon Diggs, and Kelvin Joseph. So they will manage against the Bucks receiving court, and the Cowboys will definitely stop the Bucks run game because they have the best linebacker trio in the league, in my opinion, with Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, and Leighton Vander Esch, and Jabo Cox uh, as a backup. So they will easily stop Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones the second. So I expect this to be a hard-fought game by both teams and, and <clears throat> be a season-opener thriller on Thursday Night Football. <clears throat> But I have the Cowboys starting out 1-0, winning with a score of Cowboys 28, Bucks 24, and beating the uh, defending Super Bowl champs. So let's see who wins the season opener. Now week two <clears throat> versus the Chargers. They are away again. Now with the Chargers starting the season off with a victory against the uh, reigning Super Now with the Cowboys, sorry, not Chargers. Now, with the Cowboys starting the season off with a victory against the reigning Super Bowl champs, they move on to the Chargers. Who, who have an MVP in the making and a quarterback for the future in Justin Herbert. So this QB battle between Prescott and Herbert will be fun to watch on week two. I expect this to be a balanced game because I expect Justin and Herbert to have an incredible sophomore season. And he has a good receiving core to help him with um, with that, with guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, KJ Hill Jr. But they did un- unfortunately um, uh, lost their big tight end, Hunter Henry. So Herbert lost one of his primary weapons, but they did get a veteran in Jared, Co- in Jared Cook, who was still a solid player. And their run game won't do so well against the Cowboys' linebacker core, but uh, but Austin Eckler has a new blocker in Rashawn Slater. But Herbert will succeed um, in the passing category because the Cowboys' secondary is okay. I think Herbert can pass by it. As for the Cowboys, I think Zeke and Dak will have a field day against the Chargers' defense because it is not as strong as it used to be. They only have Derwin James, Chris um, Harris Jr., Joe, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray Jr., and that's pretty much it. They do have Casey Hayward, um, but it's just not a lot of defense, um, pretty much. So I don't expect them to stop Zeke, and so I expect the Chargers put up a fight against the Cowboys because they don't don't get me wrong. They, the Chargers have a lot of potential because they have a lot of young guys um, and stars in the making, but I see the Cowboys going 2-0 with the score being Cowboys 21, Chargers 14. Let's see who wins. Now, uh, uh, week three versus the Eagles at home. Now now uh, the Cowboys play the Eagles at home. This will be an easy win because the Eagles have a horrible defense, so Zeke will have a field day along with Dak and his receivers, and our defense will easily stop Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders. So the Cowboys will breeze by the Eagles with a week three uh, win, making the three and zero. And a side note for the Eagles: just trade Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders. Their talent is just getting wasted on the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts would fit so much better on a team uh, like the Broncos, dude. I pause this for a second. Jalen Hurts, if he wants to the Broncos, if so, if Jalen Hurts goes to the Broncos, they're they're Super Bowl contenders. I know that is one of the most craziest, outrageous things I, a sports analyst could say. But the Broncos could be Super Bowl contenders if they get Jalen Hurts. I said it. Josh, don't freak out. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, their talent is going wasted on the Eagles. And so I see the Cowboys beating the Eagles with ease, with the uh, score being Eagles 7, Cowboys 28. Let's see who wins. 
uh, week four versus the Panthers at home. Now the Cowboys play the Panthers at home, and this is going to be a very exciting game because, in my opinion, between the Panthers and Broncos, they have the most pot- potential in the league, along with the Chargers. And I can't wait to see the Cowboys line up against the Panthers' underrated defense with J.C. Horn covering um, Gall- uh, Cooper, Gallup, or Lamb, and Jeremy Chin playing in the backfield as the last line of defense at safety, and Derek Brown trying to stop Zeke and Brian Burns. Uh, stop Zeke and then Brian Burns trying to rush and sack Prescott along with Shaq Thompson, AJ Boyer, and Dante Jackson. The other pieces to this defense uh, are the other are the other pieces of this defense. So I think the um, Panthers defense will put up a fight against the Cowboys' electrifying offense. I think the Cowboys' offense will pull through, uh, um, though, but not without a fight, a tough fight. But the Cowboys' defense will make up for it because the only guys they have to worry about are Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. And Robbie Anderson, bro. Robbie Anderson was mo- is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I think the Cowboys will struggle um, uh, will struggle up against CMC, but I think they can stop DJ Moore um, to make up for it. So I see that this being a very hard-fought game for both teams. <clears throat> but I see the Cowboys winning with the score being Panthers 21, Cowboys 24. Let's see who wins. <clears throat> Week 5 with the Giants at home. Now the Cowboys play their rival, the New York Giants, um, who gave Daniel Jones a new weapon in Kenny Galladay. And then they have Saquon Barkley, who is the quad father and coming off an injury. So hopefully he'll have a good season. And they have Daniel Jones, who is not the greatest quarterback, but he has some weapons now with Kenny Galladay, like I just mentioned. Sterling Shepard, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Darius Slayton, the newly drafted rookie, Kadarius Toney, Evan Ingram, and Kyle Rudolph. So he has some weapons, and I honestly think this will be a pretty even game because the Giants have upgraded their offense, and they have a good defense. They just added um, Aziz Ojulari from the draft, and they have Leonard Williams and then Xavier McKinney. And the Cowboys have the best offense in the league and an okay defense, so I expect Dak and Zeke to have a good game along with the Cowboys receiving core. And And the defense, and I want to see Michael Parsons go up against Saquon Barkley. That will be a that would be fun to watch, like Oklahoma Joe type thing. That would be fun to watch. And I also expect the uh, Giants offense to do good, but maybe not as good as the Cowboys because they still have one of the worst offensive, line, offensive lines in the league. Uh, so Saquon Will might, might have some trouble. But I have the Cowboys winning 28-14. to 14. Let's see who wins. <clears throat> uh, week 6 uh, versus the Patriots away. Now the, Cow- now the Cowboys play uh, the Patriots in a Week 6 matchup in Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots have made some offseason additions, most notably drafting Mac Jones, who can possibly be the fu- be the future of the Patriots organi- organization. And then they have some new weapons for Cam Newton and Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Um, they do have Jacoby Myers and Kill Harry still, and some dyna- dynamic uh, running backs to hand it off to, and Rahamo J. Stevenson and Damian Harris. And they can get... Uh, they're, and they get their defense back, so that will be a tough matchup for the Cowboys against the pass defense. But I expect Dak and Zeke to pull through, and I expect the Cowboys defense to stop the Pats offense. But the Pats will put up a fight, and I do expect this to be a good game. But I see the Cowboys continuing their undefeated season and catching another W with the score being Cowboys 28, Patriots 21. Let's see who wins. <clears throat> Week 7 versus the White Vikings away. Now the Cowboys face one of the most underrated teams in the league, in my opinion, um, in the Minnesota Vikings, in the, in the Minnesota Vikings, they have a good offense with guys like Kirk Cousins, Davin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and then they have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and I expect this to be a thriller of the game for both teams. Uh, the Cowboys got the better of the uh, Vikings last year. It will be a battle of the Cowboys' offense versus the Vikings' defense. Um, that will be fun to watch. 
And I expect both teams to play well with Dak and Zeke having good games. But Anthony Barr, Eric Hendricks, Eric Hendricks, Harrison Smith might make it tough for Zeke because they are some of the league's best run stoppers. And Daniel Hunter, Dalvin Thomason, Patrick Jones, and Sheldon Richardson will give Dak some trouble. But I think Dak and Zeke can push through it. And I think Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, Rashawn, Rashawn Breland, and Perry Nickerson will get showed up by Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. So I expect this to be a very fun game to watch. But I actually see the Vikings beating the Cowboys in a thriller, with the score being Cowboys 31, Vikings 34. Let's see who wins. <clears throat> now, this might be the, my favorite matchup of the season as a Cowboys fan, as the Cowboys play against the Broncos at the home at home in Week 8. Um, the Cowboys have an incredible team, and the Broncos have a very underrated offense. It'll be better with the right QB, like I just said, Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> <clears throat> and then they, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. <clears throat> Let me check, take, check my water real quick. All right, sorry, sorry about that. And the Broncos have a very underrated offense, and it will be better with the right QB. And then they have one of the best defenses in the league, and this will be one of the best games this season, as I believe both teams will play incredibly on offense and defense. <clears throat> I think Zeke will have a tough time running against Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and Alexander Johnson, one of the best linebacker <clears throat> trios in the league. And in my opinion, the best safety in the, in the NFL, Justin Simmons. But I think he can manage. I think the Cowboys receiving core will have a tough time being guarded by Patrick Sertan and Kyle Fuller and Kareem Justin, Justin Johnson and Justin Simmons looking at safety. <clears throat> but I think they will manage. And I do think the Broncos running back core with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams We'll get stonewalled by the Cowboys linebacker core. And I think um, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater will most likely start. Uh, we'll get demolished by Demarcus Lawrence and the Cowboys linebacker core. And there's always Keanu Neal at safety that will make snot bubbles come out of your nose. I believe this will be one of the best games this season. And I see the Cowboys falling short once again with the score being Broncos 28, Cowboys 21. Let's see who wins. <clears throat> Now, week nine, they uh, play the Falcons at home. The Cowboys will easily take care of the Falcons because they lost their star receiver, Julio Jones. Their defense sucks. Matt Ryan is extremely overrated. They have no knees toward Gurley at running back. Their only good players are Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitch, Pitts, which Ridley will probably request a trade. And after Pitts' rookie contract is up, he will want the heck out of Atlanta. To, um, two. So I see the Cowboys easily winning this game with both sides of the ball uh, being extremely dominant. Um... For the, um, for the Cowboys, and they will have a, in the they, both teams, uh, both um, sides of the ball will have a field day, and I see the, the score being Falcons fourteen, Cowboys forty one. Let's see who wins. Now, <clears throat> in Week Ten versus the Chiefs, they are away. Now the Cowboys face their biggest opponent of the season in the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> they have the best offense in the league, right behind the Cowboys. They have they have Mahomes, Edward Solaire, who is going to be a star, Cheetah, McCole Harmon. Cornell Powell, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, and then they have the Honey Badger on defense along with Chris Jones, Derek Nanotti, Nick Bolton, Lajarius Sneed. So the Chiefs have a stacked team, and then the Cowboys have Prescott, Zeke, Amari, Gallup, and Lamb, Jarwin, Schultz, the best line in the league, along with D-Law on defense with Leighton Van Esch, Jalen Smith, Michael Parsons, Keanu O'Neill, Jordan Lewis. This will be one of the best games of the year. I expect, I expect both offenses to explode on one another's defenses with Mahomes, Cheetah, Hardman, and Kelsey dominating the Cowboys secondary, and then Elliott dominating the Chiefs run defense, and Press and Prescott, Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb saucing up the Chiefs secondary. Overall, this is going to be a very hard-fought game by both teams. 
But I have the Cowboys. Um, but I have the Cowboys losing with the score being Cowboys 28, Chiefs 34. Let's see who wins. Now in week 11 uh, versus the Raiders, they play at home. Then, uh, the, now, now the Cowboys take on the Raiders, who beat the Chiefs last year with their squad, having Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Willie Sneed, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and an underrated defense. So I expect um, this to be a pretty hard-fought uh, game with Zeke running over the Raiders' defense. The same with Dak and his receivers, saucing up the, uh, the Raiders' secondary. I see the Raiders putting up a fight, but the Cowboys will move past them in a dub with the score being Raiders 14, Cowboys 21. Let's see who wins. <clears throat> now, we show versus the Saints. They play away. Josh, this is for you. Now, the Cowboys pl- face off against Josh's favorite team, the New Orleans Slant Boy Saints. You heard me right, Josh. The New Orleans Slant Boy Saints. And this, that name, that's that's just this is this is why the Cowboys will easily beat the Saints. Their QB sucks. James James Winston is an interception machine. But Josh says, oh, he didn't he didn't have weapons on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bro, you had Mike Evans, the mocking machine, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller. That makes you think. And and what makes you think he will do better with Slant Boy and Deontay Harris and Traquan Smith and Josh Hill? Oh, and my bad, you guys got Chris Hogan. Okay, maybe he does have some of his weapons. Oh, wait, he plays the cross. See, he doesn't even want to play with Winston because he's trash. Bro, you're making no sense. Your only good offensive player is your running back, Alvin Kamara, <clears throat> who will actually give the Cowboys defense some trouble. We can we can handle your other guys. Your only hope is Alvin Kamara. Hopefully, he eats enough airheads to carry the Saints on his back against the Cowboys defense. And speaking of the defense, the Cowboys will have a field day. Um, the, um, um, the, the Cowboys offense will have a field day against your defense. You guys can only, you guys literally only have Cam Jordan, Lattimore, CJ Gardner, Johnson, and Marcus Williams, Demario Davis, and Marcus Davenport. Uh, Cowboys defense is way better. Uh, Zeke will run all over you guys and Dak and his receiving core will sauce them up. Uh, uh, sauce them up. So sauce them up. So look out, boys. It's going to be hell for you when you see the Saints uh, win. Josh, I won't let this go. I will hold it over your head forever. And the score will be Cowboys 34, Saints 21. Let's see who wins. I can't wait. Let's go, Josh. Now, in week 13, uh, the Cowboys play the football team in an away game. Next, the Cowboys play against the football team who is, ext- is actually extremely underrated with guys like Fitzmagic, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke will most likely start. Maybe even Fitzmagic will honestly start. It's going to be a QB, QB battle. Antonio Gibson, Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, who they drafted uh, out of North Carolina in this uh, year's draft, Adam Humphreys, Logan Thomas, and they have one of the best defenses in the league. They have both. They both have a good... Uh, Cowboys and the football team have both good offenses and good defenses. I expect Zeke to be a beast against the Washington defense. But he will get challenged because he has to go up against Chase Young and Montez Sweat, some of the most ferocious edge rushers in the league. And Reuben Foster at the linebacker position, who is a ferocious hitter, too. But their secondary is weak besides from William Jackson II and Landon Collins. As I said, uh, Zeke will have a tough time against the football team's run defense, but, but Dak and uh, his receiving core will make up for it. And Zeke will still be good, but the Cowboys' receiving core will have a field day against the football team's weak secondary. So this will be a, a pretty even game. I do expect Antonio Gibson to get stonewalled against the Cowboys' run defense. But the Cowboys' secondary will have to worry about Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, and Diami Brown, who I think will have an underrated rookie season, and Logan Thomas, along with the dots from Fitzmagic and Taylor Heineke.
So I do expect this to be an awesome <clears throat> game to watch, but I have the Cowboys winning in a close one with the score. And finally, in week 17, the Cowboys played the Eagles in their final game. I have the Cowboys at 13-3. So this game, that they will most likely bench their starters and let their second um, units of offensive defense have some fun because they don't want to hurt their starters to get, inj- to get injured before the playoffs because they will be making the playoffs. So the Cowboys' offense will most likely be led by Garrett Gilbert, Tony Pollard, Noah Brown, Setchie Wilson, Semi Fajoko. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, and then there some reserves on defense such as Doris, Doris Armstrong, Israel Makuma, Jaron Kears, and some other players. Maybe TJ Basher goes off at safety. As as for the Eagles, they once again have to ha- they have had a horrible season, and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, Smith will want to play a really good in their in um their last game of the season. So I have, so I see them having a monster game, and honestly, probably the Eagles winning 20, 21 to fourteen. Let's see who wins, just because. The Cowboys don't really care if they win or lose because they have already made the playoffs. Now I have the Cowboys record at 13-4 and four for on the season. And they will most likely play the Rams, the Buccaneers, or the Seahawks in the, in the divisional championship for the NFC. And then go through the playoffs. And I have them making it to the Super Bowl. Yes, you heard me right. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Going up against the Buffalo Bills. I see it being a very thrilling and entertaining Super Bowl. To watch, I'm calling that the Cowboys and Bills' score will be 21 to 21 with 10 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. And Dak Prescott either throws a game-winning touchdown to the, his receivers, or he scrambles, makes one of the most amazing plays of his career, dodging the finish and diving into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. So I have the Cowboys winning the 2022 Super Bowl, and Dak and Zeke holding up the Lombardi Trophy with confetti all around them, and Dak winning Super Bowl MVP, and later on in the NFL honors, I have Dak, Dak winning Comeback Player of the Year. I said all that. Yes, I did. Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. I'm calling it. Yeah. Anyways, I am super excited to watch the Cowboys this season, and I can't wait to see what they do this season. It is going to be special. So, yeah, guys, that was my third episode of You Know I'm Right Sports Podcast Season 2. I am super excited about this season. There's going to be a lot of football content, um, and I'm super excited. So, thanks for listening, and as always, I'll catch you next time. Peace.